Well, good morning, fellas. That was weak. I got it on the wings, but nobody in the middle. Good morning. Good morning. Middle people. Okay. This goes faster if you respond. And no one says anything. Okay. <laughs> I have assured Randy Reese that, uh, that I'm going to stick to the notes and not go over time. And, and he laughed at that. I don't... I don't know what that means. All right, well, uh, you guys are talking about prophecy. What have you learned so far? What's prophecy for? Edifying, edifying. What does edifying mean? To build up, right? If we, if we were to construct an edifice, a building, right? It's, it's to build up. By stepping into this arena, you are actually increasing your capacity to encounter God. That's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, that's, and my time is up. <laughs> now, we're going to talk this morning about some keys uh, that will help you receive. Uh, this is not an, ex- an exclusive list. There are probably more keys, but these are some of the highlights. Um, and I'm just going to walk down your, your list there. <clears throat> I read number one and thought, what the heck does that mean? Rest around the ark. Well, it's actually... From 1 Samuel, chapter 3, where Samuel hears the voice of the Lord. Call him out. Samuel, Samuel. But where is he, right? In verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse 3 through 4, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, meaning it's the, it's the end of the day, but it's not yet done for the day. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Okay, so he's... He's in the holy place, not the holiest of holies. He can't go in there, but he's, you know, laying next to the curtain. (laughs) And the Lord called him. You know the story. He hears his name spoken. He goes out into the outer court where Eli, the high priest, is finishing up for the day. And he's like, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. You're dreaming. Okay, so he goes back, lays down. Samuel goes back out to Eli. Are you sure you didn't call me? (laughs) No, I didn't call you. You're dreaming. Third time, Samuel goes back out to Eli. I hear somebody calling my name. At this point, Eli kind of clicks into what's happening. (laughs) Go back in there, and this time answer, yes, Lord. (laughs) Right? He hears the voice of God while resting near the ark. And the ark represents what? Yeah, the ark is the presence of God. (laughs) So here endeth the lesson on point number one. When you are resting in the presence of God, you will have a much easier time hearing him. Being quiet is the key. Right, are you familiar with the great story out of 1 Kings chapter 19, the story of Elijah where he goes and stands on the mountain before the Lord and the Lord is passing by and there's a great wind and a storm and then there's an earthquake and, <clears throat> right, and, the, and he realizes the Lord wasn't in the wind and the Lord wasn't in the earthquake and the Lord wasn't in the fire. 
the Lord was the still small voice behind him. It was a whisper. <clears throat> you got to be still and quiet to really receive prophetically from the Lord. <clears throat> the Lord considers his own importance so significant that he doesn't feel the need to shout to you. He doesn't have to demand your attention. He's the Lord. He can speak at whatever volume he wants to. <laughs> we just have to learn to tune out all the other noise. And in our world, that's a lot. How many of your worlds are noisy? And the other four of you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> like, <clears throat> right? Our worlds are crowded. From the minute we wake up, the alarm goes off, noise. Right? Got to have coffee, but first it's got to make a bunch of noise. You ever been in Starbucks? Like, it's noisy. <clears throat> yeah. All day long at work, noise, phone ringing, emails popping, alerts going off. Noise, noise, noise. Get in your car to drive home. Radio blaring, noise, more noise. Now, maybe blaring praise music, which is fine, except it's still noise. It's still things culturally that are Drowning out your ability to hear. Right? God is a God of peace. He doesn't have to be noisy. Learn to, learn to listen. In the stillness, learn to listen. When you're that way, Even the whisper of God sounds loud. Um, <clears throat> how many of you have ever, you know, really worked at being quiet? Like really strived to just hear God. I'm straining to... Even that is a kind of noise. That's not peace. God is a God of peace. <laughs> <clears throat> don't make your own noise in your own quiet place. <laughs> right? How do you do that? You just stop. And in the midst of all of that other noise, <clears throat> recognize that the presence of God is with you always. That's the most incredible thing about Christianity. You no longer, thanks to Jesus on the cross, have to strive to enter the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant is right here. God is with you always. And it takes practice. It's a discipline. But as you learn it, what you will learn is you can make yourself still in the midst of total chaos. See, this is how Jesus was. They're on the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee. Storm comes up. They all think they're going to drown. Jesus is asleep in the midst of the storm. That's, you know, that's peacefulness. And when he wakes up, when they wake him up, right? Jesus, Jesus, how can you be asleep? We're all drowning. What does he say to them? Oh, ye of little faith, which is, of course, not a, not a chastisement. It's a statement of love. <laughs> Guys, why are you worried? First off, if you look at the verses right before that, Jesus tells them prophetically 
we are going across to the other side. They didn't hear the prophetic word, though, did they? Because they get halfway across and they think they're all going to die. Except Jesus told them, we're going to the other side. Learn to hear the prophetic words of the Lord. And then, when Jesus gets up, what does he do to the storm? He just extends out what he already has. Peace. Be still. You can tell your world to peace, be still. You can tell your heart to peace, be still. You can tell your soul in the midst of all your angst, peace, be still. You can tell your, your spirit that in the midst of your sin, peace, be still. And when you get to a place in your own Christian walk where you understand that the Lord is with you even in your sin, now you got that thing beat. Because the Lord is with you. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. That's not in the notes. Sorry, Randy, I blew it. Right. I'm like on the first paragraph. <laughs> Here's... Uh, Here's one thing to watch out for, though, when you, when you start to step into the, into the prophetic. And that is, uh, not every prophetic word from the Lord needs to be this great, exotic, uh, you know, super spiritual thing. Sometimes what the Lord has for you or for someone is the most fundamentally simple. I can't tell you how many prophetic words I've had praying over people. And the, the word is simply from the Lord, tell them I love them. You know, and you're doing that at a church service. It's like, well, Lord, that's ridiculous. Of course they know that you love them. Like, you love everybody, and they're everybody, so do I really have to lay that out? Right? No, tell them I love them. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to try to spruce this up, you know, put some lipstick on it. (laughs) And when out comes, the Lord wants you to know that he loves you. That person just breaks. That's what they needed to hear. The Lord knows exactly what they need to hear. Sometimes it can be incredibly simple. It doesn't have to be exotic. It doesn't have to feel fresh to you. The Lord has a way of making things fresh that are already known. Especially if it's scriptural, which is what we're going to practice today. Scripture is living and active. Right? <clears throat> don't, you don't get to discern or determine how fresh something is. You just have to be obedient. Okay. <clears throat> well, that was number one. We're doing great. How much time, what time am I supposed to be done? Uh, 3.30, I think. <laughs> okay, excellent. <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to cater in tacos or something. We'll keep you guys fed. Okay. <laughs> number two, love mercy. Do you know the verse, Micah 6, 8? It's a verse you should all have memorized. What does the Lord require of you? That's a good verse to know. Because it answers that question. You want to know what the Lord requires of you, what does Micah 6, 8 say? Love mercy. Three things. What's the second one? That's the third one. What's the middle one? Act justly. Love mercy, act justly, and walk humbly with your God. So the second point in hearing the Lord is to love mercy. 
God is a God of mercy. Right? Titus chapter 3 talks about when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. Why does God save us? Because of His mercy. So learn to love mercy. Love mercy. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown judgment. No, that's not what it says. <clears throat> Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, Be merciful just as your Father in heaven is merciful. Love mercy. Come to love mercy. Treat others in the manner that you would want to be treated. <clears throat> so when you're giving prophetic words, even if they seem harsh to you, give them mercifully. And if you don't hear the spirit of love in what you're hearing, don't give it. Now, sometimes the Lord gives words that are correction. But correction is love, right? That's Hebrews chapter 12. The Lord disciplines those he loves, and he's doing it because he calls us sons. That's powerful. <laughs> That'll change your world when you really get hold of that. <clears throat> but do it with mercy. Okay, number three, give what you have. This seems fairly obvious. You can't give away what you don't have. <clears throat> The key to receiving from the Lord is giving away what you have. Sometimes giving away by faith in advance of you actually receiving it. <clears throat> right? Did you ever pray with someone and think, oh, I'd love to have a prophetic word for them and I don't, I'm not hearing anything? There's an entire book full of prophetic words. <clears throat> Ask the Lord for a scripture. Pull one out. This is why we should have some memorized, right? <clears throat> Those things always build us up. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. He also said it's more blessed to give than to receive. You will never be able to give it faster than the Lord can fill it in you. <clears throat> you will not be able to give away his capacity to return it to you. Yeah, good luck with that. Try that. Try to outgive God. See how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he's got far more resources than you have. I, I assure you, he's going to make sure that your needs are met. Okay. I've heard some sermons on that recently. <clears throat> All right, number four, the word. This seems really obvious uh, since we've kind of referenced it a couple of times already this morning. You want to be able to speak into people's lives prophetically, you need to be treasuring the word. You need to read this book like your life depends on it. <clears throat> Hiding the word in our hearts gives us a much deeper understanding of God's purposes a much deeper understanding of his voice and a sense of how he speaks and what he speaks. 
Proverbs chapter 2 says, treasure my commandments. <laughs> I don't know how we could be more obvious than that. <clears throat> right? Now, I understand, right? Scripture sometimes is hard to understand. But there's actually a verse about that. Proverbs 25 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. The things that are hard to understand are the things that are most worthy to extract. The Lord wants you to search them out. That's the rest of that verse, by the way. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and to search out a matter is the glory of kings. <clears throat> Number five. Learning and listening and lingering. Do you have all three of those on your? Okay. The key to learning is asking. Right? How many of you have ever heard of the Socratic method? What is the Socratic method? Who is it named after first off? Socrates, right. What is the Socratic method? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm asking questions, right. <clears throat> right? The key to learning is asking. The key to receiving is listening. If you want to grow in the prophetic, you must be willing to learn and to listen and then to linger. When the Lord speaks, his words have weight. As in, let there be light. <laughs> right? He speaks and things get created. This is, what, this, is how, this is the mechanism by which prophecy works. And maybe you talked about that in one of the other classes. <clears throat> right? The words of the Lord actually create. And so when the Lord speaks prophetically into you and into me, he's speaking a future you that because he's outside time, he already sees, but he's creating it into existence. He's birthing it in that moment and setting your trajectory to head to that direction. This is why prophecy builds us up, right? The Lord is speaking into us today a future us that we cannot yet, underline yet, see. <clears throat> so you got to linger in it. Don't get, um, you know, um, <laughs> in, in, um, in freedom teaching, we call it the, the revelation fixation. You know, where we just, we're always running off to the next word. But, I don't know about you, if you've ever received words in your own life and you write those things down, you read them years later, they're revelatory all over again in new ways because you're in a different place than you were. When the Lord speaks, he speaks it forever. His words are eternal. This is why scripture is sharper than any double-edged sword. It's living, it's active, because it is eternal. <clears throat> That's good stuff. Right? Okay, yeah, you guys, you're like an oil painting out there, okay. <laughs> Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. 
James chapter 1, James writes, My dear brothers, take note of this. So my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. What if you tried that with your wives or your family or your boss or your employees? <laughs> Michael, we were just talking about, he now knows how to talk to people. <laughs> a class he learned this past week, right? What do you do? You listen. You don't speak. <clears throat> right. Yeah, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. This is why I always go overtime when I'm asked to teach, because I'm slow to speak. I just had to get that in on the recording. Number six, you got to be able to hold a secret. Not everything that the Lord reveals to you is to be shared. How do I know that? Because in Amos chapter 3 says this, Surely, I love that word, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. So what the Lord is doing, he's revealing. But not everything that he's doing needs to be told to others, but he is revealing it to the prophets. <clears throat> the first time I started walking in, prof in prophetic words, um, the most disturbing one I, I got, um, um, for the first few weeks of it, really, it was very loud. Like, the, I mean, overwhelmingly loud. Like, I'd be sitting in meetings, and the Lord would be speaking about somebody in the meeting, and I, you know... And I'm a feeler. Did you guys talk about the kinds? Yeah, no, that's later, right? You, you did it already? Okay. Right, so I'm a feeler. So I'm like sitting in this meeting, and I'm hearing what the Lord is saying over this person in the meeting, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, I'm losing it. Like, I'm in the meeting going, <laughs> about this guy at the other end of the table. <clears throat> and I'm trying to, and this went on for weeks, right? And I'm trying to just kind of reconcile this and try to live life and function, and this thing is overwhelming me. <clears throat> Anyway, one day I'm in the grocery store picking out apples and this guy pushes a cart behind me and as he walked by, the Lord said, and I knew that it was for him, I want to, I want to heal him, I want to free him from his porn addiction. Like, what, what do you do with that? <laughs> like, you know, while the guy's there in the produce section, like, do you... Do you Hey, you don't know me, <laughs> but God just taught, like, no, that, right? Not everything that you're, is revealed to you needs to be told.
obviously, is you have to know the spirit of Jesus.